Were you wondering where I was? <laughs> Sit in the back, hanging out. Good morning. It's good to see you guys. Welcome home. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Nothing. No, really, welcome home. I love this church. Do you love your church? Yeah, sometimes. Guys, way to go yesterday. Awesome, incredible outreach. Way to go. Come on. It's a lot of fun. Those of you who uh, haven't been back, I had uh, surgery on my shoulder. It's all getting better. Hallelujah. And uh, yeah, it's funny. People asked me because I, I can move my arm, and people were like, you were moving that shoulder a little too much. So everyone had a vote. So I can promise you, I'm supposed to move my shoulder, I promise. You know the only people that really hits my shoulder in our church? The doctors. <laughs> Seriously. They walk in, I'm like, hey, buddy, bam. And I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, I know you can handle it. <laughs> so don't tell anyone else, man. <laughs> They'll all hit me. No, it's good. Uh, getting better. It's awesome. And uh, I feel like uh, we're on the track to healing, and it's all going to be good in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, listen, I'm really glad you're here today. I think you're here on purpose. I always had this fundamental belief that God doesn't arbitrarily, accidentally bring people to hear a message. <laughs> I got to believe at some point that God intentionally brings people to certain places. You ever been to a place and you're just like, how did they know? Right? And, and I'm telling you today, it's because God does that stuff, right? God brought you here today to celebrate with us. God brought you here today to hear a message to challenge you. And God brought you here today to let you know that you're safe here and welcome home. Glad to have you here. Listen, if you have been part of Puget Sound Christian Center for 10 minutes, 10 months, 10 weeks, or 10 days, you're going to hear our mission, right? Our, our mission, the mission of Puget Sound Christian Center is to send loved, mended, and trained people out. Say that with me. What's our mission? To send loved, mended, and trained people out. Why is that so important? Because that's what Jesus told us to do. You know what he didn't tell us to do? Gather as many humans you possibly can, throw them in a room, and then everybody act and talk the same exact way. He didn't do that. He said, listen, come into a place on a Sunday morning or whatever time you get together. Listen to me. Hear about me. Be trained about me. Then go out and tell people who don't know about me. That's what God told us to do, and that's what we feel our call here at Puget Sound Christian Center is. Our mission is to get us out of this building, to go love on people at your workplace, at your home, at, at, at wherever it is that you find yourself loving on your neighbors. Amen? Well, yesterday we got to do that. Yesterday we got to see literally all four of those facets of our mission in play. We got to see loving people, loving people. We got to see people loving mending. We got, I got to see people laying hands on people and praying for people and pouring life into people. By the way, if you're here and you're wondering what I'm talking about, uh, Laura mentioned it a little bit, but I'll tell you this. We had a big outreach yesterday to Giadroni Middle School. Really what it was was it was our, it was our, our summer jam, our back-to-school jam, where we invited all kinds of people from the city of Tacoma to come and get school supplies and backpacks and hot dogs and popcorn and snow cones and all kinds of fun. And it was a blast. I'm going to give you some numbers of what we got to experience today. But, but I just want to let you know that the reasons we do this isn't because we have nothing better to do. Man, I'll tell you what, I believe God wants us outside of the building. I believe he wants us in here to be trained to do what? To, be, to, to, to get ready to go. Because he wants us outside the building. He wants you to give the ability to give the message that you received away to other people. You received the love of Christ. He wants you to share the love of Christ. Some of us are kind of like, Lance, I don't know what to say. The truth is, you got to see yesterday loving, mending, training, 
and sending. And it was so beautiful to see. I loved watching groups of people just spontaneously gather together and say, hey, can I pray for you about that? Or what do you need? What can we do? And people leading people to places where they could uh, get physical checkups or they could get dental screenings or they could get a haircut or they could get clothing for school. I mean, your church, you guys did amazing yesterday. It was so fun to see that happen. It was fun to see our mission in action. Come on. Good? It was awesome, right? Way to go. Love this. 1 John 3.18 says this. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with action. With action in truth. This is how we know we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Hmm. I think God loves it when we love people. I think God loves it when we love people. See, as a pastor, I'm supposed to say God loves it when we love his people. But I want you to know something. God loves people, right? Remember, remember what Jesus did when he came to the earth? The Bible said God so loved the world, right? He loved the world that he sent his son into the world. You know what he doesn't say? God so loved church people and religious people that he sent his son into the world to save church people and religious people who don't do, ever do anything wrong or make mistakes. He said he came into the world to seek and save that which was what? Lost, Lost right? That's you and me. Come on, we're all, at some point we've been lost, and some of you have been found, hallelujah. But the truth is, Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost, and we got to see that happen in a really special way. If you have your Bibles, can you open them up to Matthew chapter 25? Matthew chapter 25. I just want to spend just a little bit with you this morning, giving you a word of encouragement that I think God wants you to know. Before I give you some of the highlights of what we experienced yesterday, and I have a video I want to show you, and and just kind of celebrate a little bit with you, right? Matthew 25. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Now remember, just a few chapters after this, Matthew 28, was Jesus' last moments on the planet. So this right here, Matthew 25, in, in the scheme of the timeline of Jesus' life, was just about before he was crucified. I mean, it was almost just before that whole uh, you know, betrayal and being handed over to the Pharisees and all that stuff. This was that time. Jesus is talking to his disciples, kind of one last shot, giving them some really important things. This is what he says in Matthew 25, verse 31. He says, but when the Son of Man, Jesus is talking about himself, but when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered in his presence. And he will separate the shepherd, she will separate them as a shepherd separates sheep and goats. And he will place the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. This is at the end of this whole thing called life, when, when one day we're standing before God and he's going to separate the sheep and the goats, right? Sheep are symbolically of God's, the people who know and want to be a sheep of Jesus Christ. And the goats are those who said, eh, I'm good, thank you, I'll do it myself, right? So he separate those. Go down to verse 34. It says, then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous ones, the sheep will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or even naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will tell them, 
I assure you that when you did it for the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. Translation. Translation. Yesterday, you got to hand out hot dogs and backpacks and popcorn and snow cones to Jesus. Come on. Well, you know, some of us kind of like, eh, eh, big deal, big deal. You got to do that with Jesus yesterday. You got to, you got, you know, the Bible's pretty amazing, isn't it? The Bible's not just playing around. Literally, Jesus showed up yesterday. And some of you got to gift your arms around somebody and give them a big hug. Some of you hugged Jesus yesterday. What? The Bible even goes on in Hebrews to say, don't forget to entertain strangers for by some doing, some have entertained angels without knowing it. You might even put your arm around somebody. I'm telling you, man, something happened yesterday. See, don't, don't underestimate. Sometimes we kind of take outreach and we turn it into one plus one equals two. In other words, I give this, they receive that, then we move on. And hopefully something good happens out of the deal. That's not how outreach is. Man, outreach is one plus one equals a lot more than that. Because, there, because what happens when you go to outreach is, get this, see what's supposed to happen when you go to outreach is we go to they, right? The truth is when you go to outreach, we go to we. And we get to go there hanging out with we because you realize that your neighbor is you and you are they and they are you and you are they. And you show up there, next thing you know, you're like, what? I love that person. And God gives you this love that we talked about last week. Remember the Holy Spirit? He gives you a love that you can't come up with. That's what happened yesterday. And people got to see people and they're like, wait a minute. What, that, what happened? And God showed up in a special way. You get to minister to Jesus yesterday. Jesus ate a hot dog yesterday. A bunch. Jesus got to watch you folding clothes down the hall. Jesus got to watch you standing there while in that sweaty gym while kids were running up and down those slides. Jesus got to watch you paint pictures on the sides of people's little cheeks. Jesus got to watch you as, as they came in and asked for prayer in the prayer tent. Jesus got to watch you as you swept the floor, as you handed out this, as you went. Jesus got to show up and do that. Let me tell you this. Jesus was blessed yesterday. In fact, I prayed this last, yesterday as I was praying. I was like, God, what do you want to tell your church today? What do you want to tell your church? Here's what he told me. Tell them this. Thank you. I liked it. He was blessed. Well done. I tell you that because he, I want you to know sometimes we kind of feel like we're so funny because at church we're kind of like we got we to gotta get somewhere to get somewhere else to get somewhere else to get somewhere else. Let me tell you, sometimes it's okay to just stop and say like, hey, how about that? Jesus was blessed because you did the right thing. Well, maybe your heart wasn't right. Maybe your motive wasn't right. Maybe you were mad. Some of you went to the outreach yesterday mad. Some of you got there and you were just ticked. See, my, my wife and I always talk about the, um, uh, the, uh, the pre-outreach argument, right? Come on, if you've been married 10 minutes and you've been on an outreach, you've had a pre-outreach argument, right? We didn't have one yesterday, hallelujah. You know why? Because we drove two separate cars. But we, <laughs> <laughs> it's the key to successful outreach. Don't save the planet, save your marriage. There you go. <laughs> Drive two cars everywhere. Kidding, that's pathetic. True, but pathetic. Hey, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, your church, you guys, I'm going to tell you this. We were generous. You're a generous church. There's been years, man, where we have come. I want you to know something about your church council. Your church council loves you. They're, they're the ones that kind of take care of overseeing what happens with our finances. Let me tell you, your church council, they love you so much. Get this, oftentimes at PSCC, and that will happen again, I promise you, when we receive a special offering for a certain thing. How many of you remember that we did not receive a special offering for our outreach? Did you know that? You know why? 
because your church council got this crazy passion in their hearts to not want to surprise people with a special offering. Because whoever's ready for that. So what happened? We started coming up with things like, what if we teach people how to budget by saying things like uh, Vision Forward. Remember the Vision Forward campaign where we got 100 families to give $25 a month for several months, and then hopefully we would come. You know what happened? We came up with what we needed. It was awesome. Somebody clapped, man. That was awesome, right? <laughs> i tell you this, right? And not only that, but we, we ended up, we, we were at a point where we were a little bit short. We were about $1,000 short. And so you know what? Raising $1,000, we could have done that in a minute. But here's the great thing. Because, because we, we belong to a denomination called Foursquare, and Foursquare gives us this refund check for, a mini- for missions, outreach. We actually had money sitting in a bucket waiting to be used. It was wonderful. We don't got a lot in there, trust me. But there, there, was, some money for, there was some money for mission. You know what happened? Your church council said, use that $1,000, and you go use it for mission. But you know what we did? We used it for mission. You know what we didn't do? Come to you and say, we need more. Now, there will be a day I come to you and say, we need something. I promise you. But I'll tell you this. I was so blessed. I don't think I've been a part of a church that didn't go into an outreach that said had some sort of a plea to begin with. You know, to begin with, the only plea was come, be a part of it. And I'm just so proud of you. You know why? Because you're a generous people. Generosity is being birthed in our church like no other, man. I'm telling you. It's so fun to see people reaching out and meeting the needs of other people. I just want to say, way to go. Something's working, man. Something's working. I love that. Thank you for serving like you did. Let me give you a couple of numbers that might encourage you. Yesterday, yesterday's outreach, we had a, a bunch of people show up to this outreach. Literally, we had almost uh, three guests to every volunteer who showed up, right? That's pretty awesome, right? We had, listen to this, uh, over 1,048 people show up, guests, to our deal. Somebody awesome, right? It's awesome. We had 225 people wearing the same color shirt yesterday calling us part of the deal. We got, to, we got to join with Trinity Church. And so here's the great thing about joining with Trinity Church and everyone's wearing the same T-shirt. No one knew who went where. Come on. I love that. And Pastor Raleigh and me, we both, man, I'm telling you, we were both just geeked up half the time. Just like, did you see? Holy smokes, look at that. That's awesome. It's the fun, it's most of the fun thing ever is to see people being the body of Christ. It was so fun to see the part of the church of South Tacoma, right? We got to see part of the church of South Tacoma. Why do I say part? Because it's a big church. There's a whole bunch of campuses in the church of Tacoma. You know that? There's a whole bunch of them. They're they're meeting right now all over the city. God bless them today. Amen? That's awesome. We had over 25 community partners join us. Those are partners. Those are people who are agencies throughout the city that do their best to try to meet the needs of people. And oftentimes, because of the bureaucracy of them getting actually to touch people face-to-face. Sometimes it's difficult because there's oftentimes big doors and hallways that people have to get through to get to them. Well, yesterday they got to be hands-on, face-to-face, different agencies. And I'll tell you what, they were so grateful. They were just like, wow, thank you for putting us face-to-face with people. And they got to see and, and, and give hugs and handshakes and hand out stuff. And it was amazing to see the watching of people say, I didn't know I had access to that kind of service. And it was pretty special, right? So we got to see 25 different agencies who were super excited. We served over 1,048 guests with over 283 families from 109 different schools. 30 different zip codes were represented. Hundreds and hundreds of backpacks and school supplies, preschool, elementary, middle school, junior high, senior high students were all served. 51 uh, Jean Juarez haircuts were given out for free. It was awesome. 
41 dental screenings, right? Kids who, who didn't have a chance to go get that taken care of, got that taken care of yesterday. Uh, 38 sports physicals were taken care of. How many of you know we have kids who try to get into sports and they got to get those done yesterday? A bunch of them. Uh, 549 bags of clothing were handed out. And some people were super surprised because they came in thinking, well, I'll get a backpack and I'll get some pencils and some erasers. Wait, what? You have clothing for me too? There was a whole hallway where people went down and got clothes and get the thing that was cool. I was hearing this morning that there were, there were adults that went in there looking for kids' clothes for kids' schooling for kids' things. And they found out that there was a bunch of clothing there for them. And so a bunch of the moms and dads were kind of like, wait, wait, what? Me? They got the chance to see and be loved on. It's pretty awesome. A whole bunch of hot dogs and popcorn and snow cones. Teradasi that we have downstairs, our tenant that rents from us, that comes up here and dances for us, they got to perform. And I'll tell you what, they were so stoked because oftentimes they perform in church and they, they hang out with church people and be around church people. They got to hang around people who some go to church and some don't go to church. They got to go love on them. And it was kind of fun yesterday because they got to meet people who had never seen a real live ballerina. And they got to see like, what, you're a ballerina up on the stage. They got to hold hands and just dance together and have fun. Let me show you a quick video, a little bit of what we had yesterday. Go ahead, guys. Staring into your eyes makes my heart come alive. Suddenly brought to life when I met you. Reaching beyond the skies.
Awesome. Yesterday, so many of you got to participate in something that you've never done before. How many of you have never done that outreach before? There's a handful of you. Oh, so good. Hey, there's a bunch of you who served like in leadership positions as far as the outreach goes. Can you just stand up where you are right now? Those of you, you know who you are. You served in a role of leadership. Come on. A bunch of you. Awesome. Thank you, Carrie. <clears throat> Thank you. <clears throat> Some people had asked yesterday, they were like, who were there? Man, it seems like there's far fewer people here. You know, we got the numbers back, and it really wasn't as much different. It, we, were, we were down a little bit from last year's number simply because there was a bunch of other outreaches going on throughout the city at the same time, which was awesome because <laughs> we got to reach the city all at the same time. The great news was, one of the things that, I, that dawned, on last night, dawned on me last night was it was administrated really well. And what you knew, man, people walked in and they knew right where to go. They knew where the signs were. They knew how to sign up. They, people were all background checked. They, it was safe. I mean, it was, it was phenomenal. And I just want to say, we actually had vendors come up and say, thank you for taking the time. Our, our Jean Juarez haircutter people, they were like, we'd never, we often do community service kind of things, and we've never bumped into anybody like this. So thank you. We will definitely we want to be back next year as part of our outreach. So I just want you to know, man, you, you don't know who gets touched in the middle of these outreaches. You really don't. And by the way, let me just pause by telling you this. If any of you here today need back, backpacks or school supplies at all, and, and you're at a place where you're like, man, I just, I know I can't afford it, but I'd like to get some, we want to make sure that you get taken care of too, as, as best we can. So make sure you sign up at the information center out there. The reason we have you sign up is because we, we want to make sure we follow up with you correctly and get you the right stuff and not just have a pile of junk out there. So if you sign up, then we'll contact you next week and get you the information you need right as soon as we can. Is that all right? That'd be awesome. But we're, we're super excited about what it is that was happening. Not only was it administrated really well, but I think what happened was is people, people began to just feel safe because they knew that they could step into something and not be surprised with something that was, uh, I don't know, scary for them. And I just think it was really important that we did it right, and I was really blessed. I want you to know something today. This morning I have a word I want to just quickly share with you. If your Bibles, open them up to um, uh, Luke chapter 3, Luke chapter 3. Sometimes we come into an outreach moment and we think that that outreach moment is what it is that we're supposed to do to make God happy with us. I want you to know something. Outreach isn't about making God happy with you. Outreach is something you do because you're happy with God, right? We got to hear yesterday story after story of people whose lives were changed. I went out to our prayer tent and I got to talk to some people. And, and again, there's no way I could share with you all the stories I got, but... Some of the stories, we had a story of a mom who came, or grandma who came in, 
and they were praying for, I, I believe I get this wrong and forgive me, but th there were stories of a grandma who came in to pray for their grandchild who has a tumor and they were, they were praying over her. There, there were stories of people who come in with um, marriages that were difficult and, and having a hard time and needing strength and some people who just needed physical healing. Some people who sat there in, uh, when I went out to the prayer tent, I said, hey, can you tell me any stories of people who you got to pray for? And boy, they were climbing on each other to get to me just to tell me the stories. And one story of a little girl who came up and not far from her parents came over and said, hey, will you pray for my parents? They're really struggling. This little girl came up and just said, will you pray? So they got to pray for the parents and, and got to see that happen. I'm telling you, you never know what happens. Again, outreach doesn't equal one plus one equals two. But we had a scenario yesterday where I'm, I'm standing out. And this is how God works. I'm standing out there at the, the greeting. And again, I'm walking all over the place because clearly I had nothing to do. But, but I, I was kind of meandering around and I, and I got to go and, and, and I, walk, I walked out to the front door and I saw a fellow that I knew. I recognized him from 20 years ago when I was working at Costco, right? So he says to me, I'm talking to him and, and you wouldn't know him, but as I'm talking to him, he says, to, I said like, hey man, wow, you're good to see you. I haven't seen you for a long time. What brought you here? And he goes, well, some ladies came in, bought a bunch of school supplies. I said, really? She goes, I don't know what it was all for, but they bought a bunch of school supplies and they kept talking about having this place to come and you know, give it, my grandkids need some, whatever. So we got to give some to his grandkids, right, to take care of them. Here's the great thing. He remembers the stories in my life that I got to share with him 20 years ago. He's like, oh, you're connected with these people. I was like, yeah, man, we just love people still. Because I didn't know anybody left Costco and still survived. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we do. You know what? We still love. And it's so fun to see that happen. I mean, story after story after story, I tell you what, if you've got stories, tell them to somebody so that they don't just die inside your heart. But tell somebody what happened because lives are changed. It's pretty awesome. Amen. Amen, amen. Outreach is a product of your relationship, not the basis of your relationship. Outreach is a product of your relationship to God, not the basis of it. Sometimes I think we turn God into this um, hope you're not mad at me kind of relationship. We kind of do stuff in hopes that God doesn't get mad at us because somehow we kind of start out with the morning and we wake up and we think like, God, today's a pretty good day, but clearly you're mad at me because I'm a sinner. And so if I could do something nice for you that somehow you'll just be kind to me and this is those I love. That's not God, man. We got that wrong. Outreach isn't a product of our relationship. It's not the product of it. It's the basis of it. In other words, we get a chance to reach out because we love God not reach out because we want God to not be mad at us, right? In the book of Luke, the book of Luke, John the Baptist is talking to a group of people who were clearly confused. Remember John the Baptist? John the Baptist is the one that was Jesus' cousin. He was the one that went before Jesus and said, prepare the way Jesus is coming. Well, John the Baptist is, he's preaching in Luke chapter 3, right on the banks of the Jordan River, and he's getting a chance to talk to some people, and he's telling them some pretty important things. Standing in front of the crowd at the banks of the Jordan River, John begins to talk to these people in John chapter 3, verse 7. Now, you have to understand something about John the Baptist. Of all the prophets in the Bible, he was like one that wasn't really nice, right? I mean, he dressed weird, he ate weird stuff, and he talked kind of mean, right? And still, people's lives were changed. But listen how he starts his sermon out. Imagine if I started a sermon out like this, chapter 3, verse 7. You brood of snakes, who warned you to flee from God's coming judgment? Welcome home. <laughs> it started out like that, right? Translation, here's what he really said. You guys are wicked and dumb. And he just jumps right into the, you guys are wicked and dumb. And he just jumps right in the middle of the thing and says, listen, you guys got a problem. And the problem was is that they had thought to themselves that they had God figured out. 
They, they, in their mind's eye, they thought that they could do the right things, go off of the right sacrifices, show up to church at the right time, say the nice words, don't work on that day, but work on this day, do these kinds of things. And then if they did all the right hoop jumping and cartwheel twirling, that somehow God would just be happy. And what they forgot was relationship. They forgot relationship. I want to talk to you today just real briefly about relationship. Some of us have forgotten, and, and, and you could mistakenly walk away from yesterday feeling like, I tipped the scales in my favor. You could even say for not going yet, maybe you didn't go to the outreach yesterday, but your church did. I want you to know something. If you're part of us, you win. You're, it was for you too. And you could even leave here this morning thinking, I tipped the scales in my favor because I did some good things, or I belonged to a church that did some good things. That's not how it works. It's relationship. It's relationship. Jesus wants a relationship with you. He doesn't need us to do things. I mean, he's the God that takes dead things and makes them alive again. And he's the God that can take things that aren't and make them as they are. Do you think he really needs us to hand out pencils and backpacks? No, he needs us to hand out pencils and backpacks because he wants you to learn how to love what he loves desperately. And I'll tell you this, if you want to really fall in love with God, if you want to really fall in love with God, fall in love with that which he is in love with. You know what that is? Lost people. You want to fall in love with God? Fall in love with the thing that he's all about. He's all about the hurting and the broken. You just fall in love with and you watch God show you him in a really, really special way. Verse 8 says this, Prove by the way that you live that you really have turned from your sin and have turned to God. Don't just say, we're safe because we're descendants of Abraham. That proves nothing. For God can change these stones into children of Abraham. Some of them actually thought to themselves that they, because of what they were born into and the family they were born into, that somehow they were going to go to heaven just because they had a, a blood in their veins that their moms and dads who loved God were about. That's not it, man. You've got to have your own relationship with God. Verse 9 says this, Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever your roots. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into a fire. The crowd asked, what should we do? Jesus replied, if you have two coats, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. Even the corrupt tax collectors came to be baptized and asked the teacher, what should we do? Show your honesty, he replied. Make sure that you collect no more taxes than the Roman government requires you. What should we do? Asked some soldiers. John replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people of things that you know that they didn't do and be content with your pay. I love this because in three different circumstances, tax collectors, soldiers, and religious leaders all come to the crowd, all come and said, what should we do? John was saying, you can do a lot of things. You can hand out coats. You can give out pencils. You can, you can come up and make sure you cut people's hair. You can do a lot of things. But in this passage of Scripture, John's pretty clear in trying to say, it's not about what you do. It's who you are in him. And sometimes I think we turn, we turn our walks with God into some sort of a, a scale-tipping moment. That if I can just do so many things on the good side of the scale, that will keep God on the bad side of the scale off my back. And God's here to tell you this. He just wants a relationship with you. And see, maybe you didn't know that. Maybe you don't know the relationship that God wants with you. And that's why he brought you here today. He says here, prove by the way that you live that you are a son or daughter of God. By the way, did you know that you're actually doing that right now? You do realize that, right? He's saying, prove by the way that you live that you're a child of God. The truth is, you already are. You're proving by the way that you live how you believe about him currently. 
Some of you are like, well, I can fool anybody. Well, you can fool anybody you want to, but you're proving right now by the way that you live. When you say, I have faith, but never step out in it. When you say, I, I walk in purity, but you continue to walk impure. See, you prove by the way that you live, by what you say you really believe. You can say you believe in something, man, but how you live shows up. And, and John right here is saying this, prove by the way that you live that you're a child of God, because it's already telling on you. It's already telling on you. I'm so glad that John didn't say this. Prove by the way that you attend church services and read your Bible that you're really a child of God. Prove by the amount of money you put in the offering plate when it comes around. He didn't say that. He didn't say anything about that at all. Prove by how many religious nice things you can do that you're really a child of God because you show up to church every, every week and never miss one. He didn't say that at all. He said, prove by how you live that you're really a child of God. Hmm. God's heart for us is relationship. I want you to know this morning that God's passion for you is relationship with him. The reason we would do outreach here at Puget Sound Christian Center isn't because we have nothing better to do with an August afternoon. I believe with all my heart that God gave us a mission to send love, men didn't train people out, and I believe God brought you here to be part of that mission. And as you're part of that mission, God wants to bring life in you. Do you realize that God's bringing you to the place of loving him so much that you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is realize that your life is to be a life of mission? God's creating for you to a life of mission. He's not waiting for Lance or the staff or somebody at your church to say, it's time to do outreach to do outreach. He brought you here to remind you today that out of your love for him will come nothing more than outreach. Because when you fall in love with him, you're going to fall in love with people that, well, he loves. That's what God created you to do. I want to celebrate with you today. Tacoma's different today. Tacoma's going to be different in the days to come because of what you as a church got to be a part of. So as we close here today, I want to pray. Can we do that? I just want to pray. I want to pray for the people that we got a chance to reach out to. And some of you, if you're here today and you're a part of the outreach and you got to receive stuff, can I tell you this? Welcome home. Welcome home, man. It's you. You're us. I love the fact that there's no us and they. I love the fact that we just get to be Jesus people together under one roof. Amen. So why don't you put your stuff down? Can we just pray for a second? God, I pray today, Lord, that you would have your way. Lord, you love South Tacoma. Lord, you love what you're doing in this region. God, I know with all my heart that you gave us an opportunity to reach into the lives of people that some of us knew and some of us didn't know. And God, I pray today that as we pour life, uh, Lord, Lord, as we got to pour life into people yesterday, that you would pour life into us today. Lord, I pray that people who received backpacks and pencils and haircuts and dental screenings, and I got to see dancers on a stage and receive hugs from people and get prayed for, I, I pray today, or that not only the receivers of those things would be changed, but the givers would be changed as well. Lord, I pray for our church. God, that these men and women, Father, would wake up to realize this is what you created us for. You created us for loving those who are broken and hurting and lost, just like us. I ask God that you transform each of us today. Transform this city. Have your way, God. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.